Cue the intro. Welcome back to Ms. and Mrs. Podcast. It's your host, Dashing D. This is your weekly dive into any and everything. <sighs> it's been a long week, but I made it to the end. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Y'all heard from you earlier in the week, so I hope you're not tired of me, but I am back and we got to talk about some stuff. Before we get to that, it's actually been a really chill week this week. Still pretty busy, but chill, calm, cool, and collected. I still have not started my Christmas shopping. Um, I'm running out of time, aren't I? I need to get that done. I need to make a list. I have no idea. Normally I'm really on top of it and I love giving gifts and this year I'm stumped. I don't even know. And I have wish lists to work with because my family does a secret Santa. So we did, mostly everybody made a wish list, but I still, I'm still not solid on any selections of what to give. I also feel like it's a weird year to even do Christmas gifts because so many people have gone through so much and it's like, (sighs) but I suppose it does bring joy. And so this is why we do it. And if I can bring joy to those that I love this, this time or any time of year, really, I want to do it. So I also feel like people are starting to get like good news about different things and, you know, hearing friends getting, getting new jobs and raises and all kinds of stuff like that. So I, I've been talking a lot about the, just all the shit that we went through, but I feel like I need to um, acknowledge the fact that good things have come out of this year. Good things have come out of this year and I, I have to I have to acknowledge those things. So so if you just got some exciting news (laughs) about anything, whether it's good, a good bill of health, whether it's a promotion, whether it's a new job, a raise, uh, I don't know. um, Maybe you just got engaged. Maybe you just started a new relationship. Maybe you just got through a breakup. That can be positive. That can be a celebration. Trust. I know. (laughs) I just want to take the time to acknowledge all of the positive things going on. And we need positivity. We need good news right now. We need good news now more than we ever needed good news. So congrats to you. Pat yourself on the back. We need this. It's exciting. I realized I glazed over um, my talk about, you know, starting uh, a new course or whatever. And I thought about it and I was like, you know, I, I acted like it wasn't important or it wasn't a big deal. But the fact that I'm doing this is a big deal because I've talked on here about the fact that I'm passionate about TV and film and I have been having a hard time trying to figure out how to meld that into my current world. So this is kind of a big deal for me too. And I should, 
I should celebrate the fact that I'm starting something new and exciting and something that I actually enjoy. So congrats to me as well. Uh, if you did not listen to the the last episode, I mentioned that I'm taking uh, TV and film courses, and which will ultimately culminate in a certificate. So, yeah, I'm doing it. It's not the easiest thing for me because I really don't want necessarily didn't necessarily want to be in school, but. It's going to be good because it's something that I like and I'm already seeing it from a different perspective than I did before I started. Because you kind of, you're like, oh, well, I like this and I'm interested in this, so let me try it. But then when you get into it and you see the work and how much you have to do, it's like, can be over. it can be overwhelming. Um, when I said the other day that I was overwhelmed. That was one of the things that was overwhelming me. I had a, I have this assignment that I have to do that I kind of have been procrastinating on, but I actually found the clarity this week and I think I know exactly what to do now. So growing pains happen, but we need to make sure that we're celebrating our wins. So I just want to I wanted to acknowledge that because I thought about it and I was like, you know, I too need to be proud of myself, but I'm also proud of everyone else who is finding a way to thrive and finding a way to get some good news in the midst of the world coming, tumbling down. So... Moving on from that, I saw a tweet. I always saw a tweet, right? I saw a tweet the other day about the president. Did you? So I don't know if y'all are still following this. I haven't been following it the way I was before. You know, uh, the president of the United States has decided that uh, he will do everything in his power to invalidate uh, the election results from the presidential election back in November. So (laughs) I had to laugh to myself. I sat here and I laughed out loud because this man is like really, really aggressively trying to overturn these election results. And as quickly as he files these lawsuits, they're like, no, fuck you. We have a process. We went through the process. It's done. It happened. What are we supposed to do? We can't just make shit up because you don't like it. He's so confused. I don't even think he's confused. I just think he's an asshole. But it's like, let this shit go. Let it go. Enjoy the holiday season. Go hang out with your family. And then leave. Goodbye. Do you know he will only be, because of course they're anticipating that he's not going to attend any part of the inauguration. I don't think that outgoing presidents actually attend the ceremony, but there is a process that they have to go through, that they typically go through um, in terms of passing over the White House. It's pretty ceremonious. The outgoing president leaves the White House and, you know, 
they usually leave a letter in the oval for the incoming president. I know I'm a nerd and I know all this stuff. <laughs> and um, they also do a luncheon with the incoming president. But there's only been either two or three presidents prior who have not attended inauguration festivities at all. So that would make him, I believe it would make him the fourth person to do this. And it's like, get the fuck over it. Get over it. It's done. You did your time. We don't thank you for your service. Just fucking leave. Leave us alone. You've done enough. And also very little. So just go. Bye. I should insert our <laughs> our goodbye right there. So I just laughed because I was like, this is pathetic. It's pathetic. And he's got to let it go. He needs to figure out what he's going to do when he get out. It gets out. And New York comes after his ass for all the legal charges they have pending against him. Anyway, I don't want to talk about him. He's unimportant. I just needed to get that out because I saw that and I was just like, is this dude really serious? Is he still doing this? Anyway, so I do have a petty or a gnaw for this week. Have I said this before? I might have said this before. You don't know what I'm going to say, but I might have said this before. So something that really grinds my gears, (laughs) something that really gets on my last damn nerve is when I'm told to call somebody back that is unavailable to speak with me. (laughs) I'm not calling you back. I'm not calling you back. You call me back. Why the fuck am I calling you back when you don't have time to speak to me? I don't understand. It's now your turn. It's your turn. I hate it when I call somebody and I leave them a message and the person will like email me or something and be like, hey, could you call me back? No, you fucking call me back. Does your phone not work? You can't dial out? Because that's a whole nother problem that you need to deal with. But I don't get it. I don't understand. I called someone the other day and I was like, hey, you know, I identified myself. It's not someone who I know personally. It was for work. I called someone, I called the person, I identify myself. I'm like, hey, just had a few questions about such and such. The person's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm on a call or whatever. I don't know why you answered your phone if you were on the call, but whatever. People get really answer happy. Like, don't fucking answer the phone. Oh, that's another thing. People be answering the phone to tell you they can't talk to you. Let me leave a message and call me back. I don't get that. But anyway, that's not that's not the issue at hand. The issue at hand is that I call this person. They're like, um, yeah, unavailable, you know, in a meeting right now. Uh, could you call me back in 15 to 20 minutes? I was like, um, you you it's it's not urgent you can call me back when you're free i'm not gonna do this with you it's not the first person who did it to me even in the past week 
I'm not doing this with you. You, if you would like to speak to me after I have done my part to reach out to you, you can call me back. What is the problem with that? I don't understand. I'm not anybody's personal assistant. What the fuck? I'm not anybody's personal assistant. I'm also using sidebar. I'm using this new headset to record. I hope you guys can't hear outside. I feel like it's actually supposed to cancel out the noise around it. So, but I also feel like you can hear every breath I take, which, which I don't like. And I may switch back to my old mic because it's kind of weird when I listen to it back. I'm like, wow, that is, that picks up everything. And I'm sure you don't want to hear me breathe, especially when my allergies are acted up. But yeah, I'm just tired of the shit. Like I'm tired of people and their bullshit. And this might be really small. And really, I don't give a fuck because it's called petty or not. And it's petty. So here, there you go. There you go. I'm not, I'm not going to call you back just because you said I should call you back. If it's not of interest to me, I'm not going out of my way. I'm done. As I said last podcast, boundaries need to be set. And people also need to take initiative and take responsibility If I'm calling you for your benefit, why can't you call me back? Because it's not for mine. Let's just be clear. It's not something that I particularly need or want. It's something that the person that I'm reaching out to needs. Whatever. I'm going to just leave it at that. Um, That's my petty or not for this week. Let's take a break and then let's talk about this Olivia J. Red Table Talk. Because when I tell you I... All right, let's just take a break. I'll I'll tell you how I feel about it after. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about this Olivia Jade thing. I I can tell you that I wasn't planning on discussing this. I wasn't even planning on watching the Red Table talk. If you don't know what I'm referring to, Olivia Jade is the daughter of Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli. Lori Laughlin, you know from the fuck is the show called? <laughs> I am on fire today, but also <laughs> losing my train of thought. What is this? What is Full House? Full House. She's from Full House fame. She's done other things since then. She's gotten acting gigs since then. But that is where we know her from. She is Aunt Becky. And in Aunt Becky, she truly is. So Aunt Becky and her husband, her husband Massimo, who is, if you've ever seen Massimo at Target, it's a Target clothing brand. That is the same Massimo. So Aunt Becky and her husband have these two daughters. They're both, I think, in their early 20s. And a couple years ago, uh, it was time for them to go to college. And so, you know, they wanted, uh, and I quote, what was best for their children and went to Rick Singer. Rick Singer is, he was called a college counselor, but I'd like to believe that he was a fixer, if you will. When it came to college admissions, he helped tons of celebrities get there and wealthy people get their children into college by using 
fraudulent tactics to do so. Um, he would submit photos and um, applications that said that these kids were on sports teams that they were not on. He would have them pay these endowments that didn't actually go to the school, some of it. Um, it was just, it was this whole elaborate scandal that got uncovered, was it last year or the year before? And she is not, Lori Laughlin and her husband are not the only ones who went down. I just think that they're the ones who spent the most money because they did it for both of their daughters. And so Olivia Jade is their daughter. She is 21 years old and she, they got her into USC, I believe. I think they spent like something like a quarter of a million dollars to get this done. She got into USC the first week of school, I remember when the scandal broke, one of the things that uh, was such a big deal was that the, the first week of school, I think she was on a yacht with her friends and not at school. She's also a, a pretty big YouTuber. I did not know her before this, but I'm sure the kids know her. And she, there's a video of her talking to her followers where she's like, yep, I got into USC, can't wait to party and have fun. I don't really care about the school, but so, you know, she just oozes white privilege. Anyway, her parents have since been sentenced. Uh, They've been charged and, uh, you know, convicted of, of their crimes. And they are currently both serving fairly short sentences in prison. So I wasn't going to watch it because, so Jada Pinkett Smith, sorry, decides to, I shouldn't single her her out, Jada, Gammy, and Willow of Red Table Talk. Apparently, Olivia Jade or Olivia Jade's people, whomever, reached out to Red Table Talk to ask if Olivia could come on their show in order to set the record straight and apologize for what happened. Apparently, the girls knew to some degree what was going on, but they didn't know the full scope of what their parents had done. Also, if this intrigues you, because I was very intrigued when this story came out, check out the Gangster Capitalism podcast. Uh, season one of that podcast covers the entire scandal from top to bottom. A, a lot of other people that were involved with it are mentioned. Um, they had transcripts of phone calls and all kinds of evidence that um, they were able to get to be able to convict these people, including, you know, Rick Singer flipped on all of them, by the way, but (laughs) so be careful who you do business with. Um, But if you want to know more about what the ins and outs of the scandal, it's actually really fascinating. I would say check out Gangster Capitalism podcast because I listened to the whole thing in like one day and it was, it was good. It was because they do the reenactment. So it's kind of funny. There's uh, like, emails from Felicity Huffman, who is also involved, pretty famous actress, who's also involved in the scandal where she responds and like something goes wrong. And she's like, ruh <laughs> And it's like, these people are so oblivious to the 
foolishness and <laughs> just the audacity. Anyway, check that out if you're interested. But Jada, Jada Willow and Gammy decide that they're going to allow this girl to come on to the red table so she can, I don't know, sing her redemption song or whatever, whatever it's supposed to be. Anyway, I wasn't going to watch it. As someone who took 10 years to pay off a loan, to go to a school of my choice, I just felt like it was icky for me. It was, it, the whole thing was icky. I don't want anything to do with them. I also don't want, I don't want, I don't want white women, white women, especially, I'm sorry. It's just, it is what it is, but I don't want white women using our spaces for their personal gain. I know she's 21. I'm sure that she is devastated by what has happened in her life. I think it's quite all right for her to want to redeem her life at 21. People at 40, people at 60, people at 70 are people in the public eye, public figures all of them want to repair their images. There's no reason why this 21-year-old girl would not want to repair her image. I just don't think that in order to repair her image, we should allow her into our, our spaces to do so. I just don't agree with it. I don't... So I wasn't going to watch it. I rolled my eyes as soon as I found out she was going to be on Red Table Talk. I didn't care. It's like... Why Why there? And you are the one who reached out to them. So you knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. And I honestly don't feel bad that she lost her, her brand relationships or whatever it was she was doing with YouTube. I'm sure she lost income. You're filthy rich. You're filthy rich. And your parents knew better. They did. And while I don't fully blame her for what happened because she was young and young people not only don't know everything, but they also don't. Ignorance is bliss a lot of the time. What you don't know is easy to not know. So it's not even for me placing blame on this girl. It's more of don't reach out to spaces where you are oblivious to <laughs> its existence so that you can curry flavor, excuse me, curry flavor. You can curry favor with black women. Why turn, and we'll get to, this was said on the show, but why turn to Black women for that space? Haven't we done enough? Haven't we done enough? 
Leave us be. Let us have our spaces. You have worked so hard to distance yourself from Black women and to not give credit to Black women where they're deserving. We create things, you take them. We show up to vote. You don't give us the credit. The list goes on to all of the things that Black women have done that they don't get acknowledged for. Not only that, white women aren't always kind to Black women. That is a fact. A fact. (laughs) So I just... I wasn't I wasn't into it. I don't care. I'm sorry that I'm struggling with this cuz I just really didn't I really I really wanted to turn a blind eye to this and not even speak on it. The only reason I ended up watching it is because people on Twitter of course started talking about the way Gammy, uh her name everyone calls her Gammy. Uh she's the grandmother and um, her name is really Adrian, though. And Adrian, excuse me, Adrian had a very negative reaction to Olivia Jade going on the Red Table Talk. So that is why I was intrigued by it. And then, you know, I start talking to people and they're like, "This, I mean, this was this was interesting. The dynamic was interesting because you had one person who was completely against doing the interview. You had one person who was all into doing the interview. And then you had uh, Willow who, Willow was like, I want to look at it from both sides. She was like, it's, you both are valid. You both make sense. Points are being made, but also shouldn't we hear her out? I just don't have the grace and I don't have the compassion for her that, Uh, Jada and Willow seemed to have and I'm okay with that we're all different and we all come from different spaces as well and and different perspectives and I just can't for me as someone who feels like I worked my ass off I didn't even go to the college I wanted to go to because it was too expensive. I worked my ass off to get my degree. And I realized that it's not for everyone. Everyone doesn't need to go to school. But that decision should have been made then. And do you know how many kids can't afford to go to school? Could not even dream of going to school because they're just not, they don't have the privilege. They don't, they didn't go to the best schools. They didn't live in a wealthy neighborhood it's just mind-blowing and they took that spot away from kids who deserve to go off of merit i don't i don't understand (laughs) i really don't it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we live in a world where there's, it's so lopsided for so many people. 
And then you have things like this happen where it's blaringly apparent that people just have no regard. People don't even think, people think solely about ourselves. I always talk about how individualistic our country is and we think about ourselves. We don't think about other people and how it might affect other people. But she took away a spot at that school from someone else who I'm sorry, but was probably far more deserving. I mean, like they had the wealth and they had the privilege and I just feel like our black spaces can be used for other things. They don't need to be used for this little girl who's in the words of Gammy, is going to be fine, is going to be okay. And many, many of us, people of color, would never be okay in this type of situation. Just wouldn't. Uh, a two-month stint in, in jail wouldn't be on the docket. It would be something way worse. So, and it makes me think of about, a, I think it was about a year ago where it came up that all these women had... Uh, ended up being put in prison and given these ridiculous sentences for putting the wrong address so that their child could get into a good school, like a a school in a good district. This is why I don't have grace for these people. This is why I don't give a fuck about these people. However, as I said, the little girl should be able to live her life and move forward. I think if she is genuinely understanding and apologetic, she is free to do that. I just did not feel that she needed to do it in one of our spaces. That's that's my thoughts on that. Now, in terms of the actual interview, I did watch it. And <laughs> here's why, here's why I didn't want this. Here's why I can't sanction that this was even done. I'm going to play for you the very beginning of the interview where she tells them why she decided to reach out to Red Table Talk. I hope you guys can can hear it. Black women are not here to provide you safety. That's it. That's the that's the reaction. We're not here to provide you safety. We're 
not here to provide you safety. So I don't, we're not here for your safety. The mere fact that that is the way the interview started leads me to believe that she still has some work to do. And again, young. So it's a good time for her to learn and a good time for her to figure out what this what is really happening in this world. I wouldn't take that away from her. But the fact that you called up three black women and said, I feel like this is this is going to be safe. This is, you know, fuck your safety. Y'all don't give a fuck about black women's safety. Not just singling one person out on this. But the audacity, the audacity to sit there and say that I felt that this space would be safe. Go to one of your white spaces and be safe over there. Go to who has a talk show right now? Uh, Kelly Clarkson. I tried to watch and wasn't entertained. I heard Drew Barrymore's show is terrible also. I don't know who else. Go on The View. Don't go to The Real. We don't want you there either. Don't. I just, no, I don't. This, it, it, to me, that moment invalidated the entire thing where it was like, I'm here to apologize and say that I'm sorry for what happened. I'm sure you are sorry. Cause when you lose millions of dollars off some fuck shit, you would be sorry. You should be sorry. And I'm not saying that she doesn't feel that way. I'm just saying, don't, don't show up to have a conversation with three black women. And the first thing you have to say is that you, you went there over anywhere else because you, you, you knew that you would feel safe. Fuck that. I don't care. That's where, that's where I got lost. I almost turned it off and didn't even finish watching it because I was disgusted by that. As you move through the interview, you there's <laughs> Gammy reads her. <laughs> she sure does. She makes sure she explains to her why she wasn't happy with her being on the show, basically reiterating some of the things that I've said today. She says she says that she's not interested in white women coming to black women for support when white women do not support black women. Um, and she was like, there's too much going on in the world. And I just don't feel like we, I don't feel like this is the thing that we need to be dealing with right now. I don't care about this. And so I appreciated her perspective very much. And I also, I appreciated the approach that Willow took because I feel like, again, Willow tried to be diplomatic and understanding of all sides of it. Jada's different from me. I have mixed feelings. And I think she kind of does. I don't think this was uh, specific to Olivia Jade. I think she does this in the interviews that I've seen. 
I haven't seen every red table talk, so I can't speak for that. But the ones that I have seen, she's always been very, she does come from a place of compassion and she's always very nice and sweet with people. And I don't know, but that got under my skin too. And she was like, yes. Oh, I understand. Yes, that's right. Okay. She also, she tells her, you know, you're a beautiful young woman and I get it. I understand. Her parents are in prison. That can't be easy. I, that, again, not taking those things away from her. I appreciated that Jada did say that, you know, she knows that her children are privileged and she, that's the reason she has compassion for Olivia Jade because she feels like when you're a child of wealthy parents and famous parents, you are not, you aren't given grace. And she said she thinks about her own kids and that's what makes her feel for Olivia. She can, she's entitled to feel that way. I understand, I understand what she's saying, but the whole, at the end of the interview, when she's like, oh, this was my first ever interview. I got through it. And they're like, yeah, you did good. And I'm like, this is the, this is my, this is my frustration with this. Like, why do we, why are we doing this? You did a great job, Olivia. Who fucking cares how great she did? I don't know. It just, uh, I didn't feel right about it. I didn't feel right about it before I watched it. I don't feel right about it now that I have watched it. I just figured I'd bring it up and I'd bring, I'd bring it to you guys and, you know, share my thoughts. So that's that. I'm, I'm done with it. Like, I'm just... I'm so frustrated with it. I almost wish I I hadn't seen it, but FOMO got the best of me and FOMO gets the best of me sometimes. It really does. That's what happened with this one. So I'm just going to move on from that because it didn't make me feel good and I'm annoyed with it still. So anyway, Dope and Black for this week. I would like to feature Raina Noriega. I'm continuing with uh, the Illustrator series. Raina, as soon as I saw her art, I was obsessed with it. She has art for every vibe. She has, if you're feeling romantic, she has art for that. She has a lot of girlfriend photos, um, girlfriend portraits, that I love just like girls being girls and hanging out with each other. She has, you know, for solo vibes or just do you want something really chill? She has something for everybody. So I wanted to highlight her. Her website is com. That's R-E-Y-N-A-N-O-R-I-E-G-A.com. And check her out. She's actually, if you live in the New York City area, she did the current holiday display for uh, Brookfield Place. So if you go there, check her out. She's on the wall 
And I think she'll be up, her, her art will be up there until March or April of 2021. So you can definitely check that out. You have time if you're in the area. Um, I've seen it online. I will not be going to see it in person because I don't go outside. But definitely check that out. She has a book that she did. Um, check that out on her website. It looks like she has other items that she's selling outside of her prints, um, including pillows and mugs. So check her out. I know that you won't be disappointed. Again, I really enjoy her work. I, as a matter of fact, I, <laughs> I was trolling. I was trolling somebody on, on Twitter. I was like waiting for this person to say where they had gotten their art from. They had posted a photo of their new apartment and they had art on the wall. And I was like, you know, really waiting for so-and-so to drop the deets on this um, that art that they have in their living room. And it turned out it was Raina Noriega. So I promise you, you won't be disappointed if you check out her work. <sighs> that being said, it's time to wrap, wrap up the show. All right, that's all I got for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed both episodes. I will be back next Friday, our usual day. And I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope that things are moving and shaking for each and every one of you. And hmm, what else what else needs to be said? I just need to rest. I I'm wishing all of you rest, just like me. I just, I am about to have a glass of wine and I'm going to curl up on the couch and Netflix and chill the fuck out of this weekend. That is my plan. So I wish that for all of you. Remember to be safe, wear a mask, and black lives still matter. Talk to you next week. Bye.